All right, I'm here. All right, let's get this started. All Hello, right. Nation. Hello, Nation. This is He Man Four Nine Three from Anime Nation. I am so excited to be doing this now. I've been did the last two with uh, Savage Otoku, but uh, welcome to Uncensored, where we're going to say whatever we want to say. It's good. We can talk about anything from the chibi anime all the way to hentai. It doesn't matter. No holds barred. And today we're going to continue on, um, you know, going forward with the show as we go into the summer season. I brought my man, Anime Nerd. Now, this guy is the father of us all as far as the anime community, uh, podcast community on Anchor. So th- th- we have to bow to him. You know, <laughs> he's the god. So, you know, show your love for this man because he, he's the reason why Anime Nation exists right now. Um, so... Well, welcome, your highness. Hey, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just an average <laughs> podcaster like you guys. First of all, anyway, you guys make 10 times better content than me. I'm trying to trying to get it on you guys' level. Still a rookie. Oh. All I'm saying. <laughs> We're all starting somewhere, aren't we? Yeah, we all got to start somewhere. But hey, hello, world. Let me go ahead and reintroduce myself. I'm Anime all Nerd. Right. Uh, yeah, just in case you guys haven't heard of me, I cover anything from video games to, you know, local anime news, in case you guys haven't know, I'm covering the whole Vic situation, kind of, sort of. I'm not, like, up to date like how everybody else is. I just give my opinion. And I also like to go over anime and recommendation or, like, topic of the day. But definitely go check it out and let me know what you think. All right. Yeah, you're covering the Vic thing, so you're the Vic man now. Oh, no, 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 no. I ain't the Vic man. I'm just... I'm just stating some of the inconsistency that I've seen from the people that are trying to crucify Vic. That's what I'm gonna say. That. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear what you have, what, what you find. But today we're going to do a couple of stories and two recaps. One will be for the Shield Hero. The other will be for One Punch Man. Yep. Two. So. Uh, we're going to get started with our uh, with our news article of the day, and this one stuck out to me because this is a very very old and respected anime series. I mean, this is up there with Fates. Uh, what was it? Fates, the Fates Zero? series. Oh, yeah, Fate Zero, um, Yu Yu Hakusho, um, all those classic ones, Dragon Ball Z. Gundam is is back with a new manga, and it's going to be called um, Gundam Wing G Unit, a side story to Gundam Wing. So it's going to be coming out June 26 in the, um, apparently in the, if I can look at my notes here, coming in the, um, in the Gundam... Ace Magazine. So it'll be posted in the next issue of the Gundam Ace Magazine. They have have their own magazine. (laughs) This is how legit they are. They're like, we don't even need your stuff. We we have our own clubhouse. Pretty much. That's that's what I got from Gundam just now. They got their own. They don't need nobody else magazine. It's that top tier. (laughs) 
All right. So I'm going to read you, read you somewhat of a synopsis of what the story is. Mm-hmm. So one, uh, 195 AC, Earth and its surrounding colonies were fighting the bloodiest war mankind has ever known. But on the remote asteroid colony Mo, Mo 5, life carried on as normal. It was long, however, before before O's agents came to enlist in the colony in a battle for independence from Earth's rule. Now, the once neutral colony not only finds itself leading the resources to O's, but they are under attack by the mysterious group who calls themselves the Stardust Knights. When Odell Burnett, the colony's top pilot, is shot down in combat, his younger brother, Odin, must don the exper- ex- experimental new MS, the gene unit, and fight to defend his home. So, anime nerd. Mm-hmm. What, do you th- what do you think? Huh? Um, well, I, I think it's going to be an uh, interesting manga. Uh, at least it's a manga, because most of the time, I'm not going to lie, I'm the type of person, like, once the story been dealt with in depth, I really don't care for a side story. And the only reason why is because I'm the type of person, I'm ready for a new action. I want to see a brand new mobile suit, one that's going to be like, oh, no matter what they do, it just come out bad. Because, you know, the thing about Mobile Suit Gundam is, like, you're pretty much there because, you know, the the original Gundam that they show, is gonna get there and it's gonna be nice and so then eventually later on in the series it get all damaged and brand new and stuff like that and i like to see like brand new concept now i'm not saying that they won't show a brand new gundam in this series i just don't really too care for the side story of it i mean i'm ready to see a brand new character well technically he is a new character isn't he yeah, yeah um, well these are two new characters i don't know though it's just you know what? Maybe I'm being too harsh on it. I think I'll just wait and then see how it is. I, I could be just being a little too harsh on the series. My I mean, for me, my me, it's just um, one. They named their character Odin. Now, no, yeah. Odin is the Norse Norse god of uh, of god of gods. Literally, he's Zeus. He's the god of wisdom mm-hmm. and magic. He uh, gave up his a right eye for all the wisdom in the universe, or so the story is told. No, oh, um, you, you know your stuff. <laughs> you know, um, that's the original. This is not the Marvel's version of Odin. This is the real Odin, the actual thing that the Norse people believed. Um, now, the thing I have a problem with is the experimental suit thing, because I see this trope too many times. Where it's always an experiment, right? Yeah, it's always some old, dusty, um, very unspecial suit that has special abilities or a new um, suit that's experimental that could possibly kill the pilot. Uh, yeah, just, it's, it's, uh, it's done plenty of times before. I know exactly what you mean. Like, how I feel about it is, like, all right, we know this is not their first time seeing a Gundam. Don't know why they keep going with experimental suit. We know it's a Gundam. We know I'm pretty because if it's a side story, and then again, it could be depending on like where it's placed in the story of Gundam Wing. But you know, it's just a side story. So I'm figuring, I'm I'm guessing that everybody has seen a Gundam by at this point. 
Right. I, I think. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, I was saying, and it's kind of like to me, it just get too cliche on how they keep doing that. It's like, all right, you guys can mix it up a little bit. I'm pretty sure they have seen something before. Um. Yeah. You know, and what I was gonna say is that. Referring to them seeing the unit, um, they've all their his brother um, Odell was shot down, and he was a top pilot. So Odell, logically speaking, my hypothesis would be that Odell had the strongest Gundam unit there, mm-hmm. and when he was defeated by these Stardust Knights, um, this um, this experimental new mobile suit G unit is probably the now the single most powerful thing because they don't know its potential. Right. Uh, this this is to me it's just to me lazy writing. I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm not gonna put it down, but as a writer it's just you could do better. The anime, the anime part of me wants to believe, but the writer in me is like that you could have done so much better with that. Yeah. But um, are you are you excited? Or are you going to maybe look out for it? Or and honestly, I'm gonna look out for it just because I do love Gundam, and I love the whole thing about it. It's just you know, I'm not really excited because they're kind of in the same universe as Gundam Wing. I mean, that ain't my favorite um, Gundam universe, but just because it has Gundam in it, I'm gonna definitely go check it out. <laughs> Oh, I forgot which Gundam it was that I liked, but oh, I forgot the name. Um, I think it was like Gundam Wing, or I think it was Gundam Wing, or it was like Gundam X or something like that. They so, were in a few. It depends. So I know, I know they had Gundam Double Zero. Yes, uh, that's it. Double Zero. Yeah, that's that's the one I liked the most, and then I like the Gundam C one, even though <laughs> the main character. Well, I like Gundam Seed. Compared, because I like Shin Asta, whatever you got you say it. But even though the main character technically is Kira Yamamoto, Yamamoto, but hey, my favorite character was the one from Gundam Sea Destiny and Gundam Double Zero. Those are my two favorite series so far. Oh well, that and um, what's that? G Gundam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- those are my. That's my favorite series so far. I do like Double Zero, particularly for when the three um, um, siblings show up and they're outperforming these the main Gundam Meisters, and they're just surprised and shocked that these Gundams are not registered or the power that they have. And I think the uh, sister of the group kisses the main um, the main uh, protagonist. Yeah. He's, He's being all angsty, like, don't touch me. I'm like, what are you, Kristen Gray? Is this 50 Shades of Gray? Don't like being touched. Hey, or look, like, Cessna is a strange, unique individual. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at the defense for my boy. I understand. <laughs> you know, I'm about to say, do I need to put some evanescence in the background? Yeah, I'm just, you know. but um, you saw, I, I particularly like the brother, the more um. Like, Eccentric brother, because he was talking the most crap in that. Oh episode. yeah, 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 definitely. Just, you don't, of course, you don't like your boy, because you know. But I do think he should, you know. I I gotta finish it up, but I do think that 
know, if he should, you know, take what he gets. I mean, I hope I hope when I finish it, they do something different. But uh, I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna let you finish it. Yeah, don't tell me. But um, we're gonna end this segment here, and we'll be right back, and we'll be doing uh the recap for One Punch Man too. All right. So stay tuned. Well, I'm back. All right, we're back, and we're now doing our review for One Punch Man season two. Now, mm-hmm. before we started, a lot of people are too happy with this anime. Some people saying it's doing the same thing. Others are not a lot of people are happy. Yeah, you know, why do you think that is? And you know, maybe they just maybe the hype has gotten down or. Um, uh, I think maybe the hype has gotten down, but for those who say it's doing the same thing, really, I'm I'm thinking why change it if the formula worked the first time? Because to me, it, it's like the same. It's not like similar like the first season, because you get to see more other characters, and that's the thing that I like about One Punch Man. Now I like Saitama, and you know, and how like you know nonchalant he is. It's just funny to me. And but I really what what make me really like One Punch Man is the different type of heroes that you're introduced to and the villains and so you know because I feel like and this this show is a particular show that even though yeah the main hero is OP but you don't hate the main hero for that you like you just look at the bad guys who think they can just f up the whole entire place and uh, yeah wait until my boy Saitama get there. But then you get to see other heroes in action, which I like about the show. So necessary, I don't really understand why people don't how how people think they don't really like it because it's pretty much keeping the same formula like it did in the first season and going into the second season, and while kind of d- giving you new characters and new background and a new storyline. I mean, to me, I say if it ain't broken, don't try to fix it. You know. Absolutely, I think that hype died down I think that maybe everybody just um, they just uh, really didn't they realized that it was pretty, pretty much overhyped or I, I don't know <laughs> that, that's what I'm thinking maybe um, that's that's what they were thinking because uh, I, I think that when everybody was so excited with in the first um in the first season it was it was something new it was something that was different yeah um but now it's more ah, you expect it you know it's kind of like okay whatever. it's kind of like it's kind of like getting the attack on titan titan treatment if we if we had to compare the series cuz attack on titan everybody went oh Season two, everybody was like that, but season three, the hype definitely died down. I think between the reason why, because the wait was so long in season two, and then season two and then three came back to back, but everybody, really, the hype had died down. I ain't going to lie to you. I still got to watch season three of the Attack on Titan. So I think the reason why people feel the way of um, One Punch Man is because they had to wait a while, and the hype had finally died down. Mm Mm-hmm. That's my prediction, at least. 
Okay, so um, I'm going to give you guys a quick summary. It's not going to be very long. Um, as the super fight heads toward the grand finale, the S-Class heroes battle to hold back the Titan Monster excursions. Meanwhile, Atomic Samurai is setting in motion a plan of his own. Now, Atomic Samurai, my God. <laughs> hey. He just, he just did, he, he just is showing me at a different level. And if you see him in the, in the manga, you're like, okay. <laughs> there's a reason he's S class. <laughs> there's a re- he's not just a oh they just gave him the title they feel bad for him. No, he is S class for a reason. Oh, is he like goodness. number four? I think so. Yeah, and he 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 just shows why he is just he just oh man he is cutting people up like it's not even his business. Hey, look. And and. Um, what do you think of the tournament as um, Satama was uh, posing as his uh, injured friend and just beating the living hell out of everybody? Hey, look, it it was funny. I I, I like the tournament, I, even though I know how it was going to go. I ain't going to lie. Um, at the end, I was surprised that technically he lost. I'm like, oh, man, all because of that stupid rule that they made. Uh, well, I think that the technology technicality was that he was I guess impersonating something must have happened last year yeah um, um the I forgot his name the dude with the white hair he was posing as uh one of the martial arts and he had like a wolf on and due to him winning they changed the rules because you know the dude's going on a rampage um hunting down heroes so they changed the rule that you're no longer allowed to wear masks and so even though Saitama was wearing excuse me a wig so, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm like, clearly you can see. That's the thing, though. He didn't get in trouble for impersonation. He got in trouble for wearing a wig. <laughs> I think, yeah, he did. Um, it, but I think he was just trying to do the kid a favor. Mm-hmm. Um, what was his name? Um, Damn, I can't, I, can, I can't remember his I can't name. Remember. But, um... He got knocked out and, you know, he was just trying to do a favor for a bang and his, well, actually in the manga, it shows that he, uh, the kid actually gives him his ticket to the tournament and to, to be in his place. And, uh, but Suryu, <laughs> Suryu, um, he was, he showed a lot of power, but mm-hmm. Sa- Samata was like, oh, I know what martial arts is. It's just a bunch of moves to look cool. I was like, yo, he pretty much insulted everybody. <laughs> I was like, oh, he just, he just gave you, ooh. <laughs> how, how are you just going to, like, this man has trained all his life and you just basically just shit all over him. Well, his. technically, to be fair, the dude that he was finding the, fi- the final fight with in the tournament kind of, like, shit on the heroes, and that made him mad. That's when he, like, Saitama didn't give no fucks about anything and was like, okay, you want to talk bad about heroes? Because I ain't gonna lie, his opponent, if it was against any normal normal person, then okay, you best to believe he's gonna win it. He's gonna beat him. It don't even matter. It was gonna be too easy for him. But the fact that he was facing Saitama, Saitama, I can't never say his name. Saitama, that's how I'm gonna say it. Um, the fact that he's facing him, we already know technically he was bound to lose. 
yeah, they can't give him too much, you know, because you know he can't. He has to kind of like be seen, you know, in a different way. Yeah, as OP. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was something that the insult just was like, did a black man write that line? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate to be racist here, but you know, it's just who who wrote that? <laughs> who wrote that line? But uh, you know, uh, we had other events happening. Genos showed that he could um, hang with the big boys, you know, and he, I believe, he was trying to um, take on um, some of the monsters, including that big centipede. Hey, look, uh, that big. yeah, man, that centipede, huh? Okay. That centipede was just r- ridiculous, and we finally saw. Um, we finally saw. Was it a uh, tornado making her appearance? Oh yeah! Hey, look, man. I, like I was telling my roommate because we were watching the series. I was telling him, I was like, "Bro, if you five, not even five, I would say give it probably. Well, technically seven is useless. Six and up, they're like <laughs> OP." As hell, and then like everybody under, they're like they're decent. Some of them are decent, and some of them is like, damn, how you became an S class? Yeah, it's kind of where you kind of looking at some of some of these guys, and you're like, how did you become an S class again? And then if I was Saitama, I would replace the number seven <laughs> and go because we all know Saitama should be the true number seven. If you guys watch the series, then you know what I'm talking about. If not, you guys gotta watch the series to understand what. What we're talking about here. <laughs> um, Hero Flashy Flash. Now, in the manga, if you do go ahead, he shows his his best um, his best moves in in the in the in the manga. Mm-hmm. Child Emperor finally shows him uh, shows what he can do in the manga. Um, really was impressed with that today. Um, ter- terrible tornado, of course. You know, she's just she, beast. She know? is she nice. She is nice. <laughs> I think she doesn't give a care about any of the heroes, probably. But I think as she runs into Samata, uh, into One Punch Man, I almost gonna call him One Punch Man. Um, yeah. he, she's gonna probably respect him. I, I, I see that. A lot of people are hoping that she falls in love with him. I don't know. She don't seem like the type of character that would fall in love. I think because. She even had to try to help her sister. She don't really even care about her sister. Well, she cares, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's just you know, it's like something she doesn't want really care about doing. Yeah. But she has to kind of do. I think her sister might be a great candidate. You know, I, if you want to. Yeah, I agree. I'll go with her sister for uh, Saitama. Yeah, because I think her sister has a lot more to offer to Saitama because. You know, she's he's making her stronger as she stays more, has, spends more time with him, and you saw that. You saw how all these S class heroes were showing up at his house. I know Satama was having. She you was know, freaking king. out. <laughs> you know, she was freaking out. Like if she could join him, you know, in the manga it goes even further, and she's just like at this point, just like I need to join. And, you know, at one point she tries to make you know make them join her group and of course she fails but I think that that would be a good bet on a love interest for Santama would be 
um, would be her sister Hope, Hukabi, I think her name is. And I thought Fukubi, wasn't it Fukubi? Fukubi, yeah, Fukubi. Yeah. I said Hukubi. <laughs> Fukubi, I think, yeah, because she, and it's funny how she's the younger sister. Fukubi is the younger sister. Mm-hmm. But she looks and older. So, but she looks old. That that's the genetics sometimes that can happen. I think they were going for like a, a, a like a was it lolly? Yeah, lolly. Like a, a lolly look mom. with um, with what's her name? I can't think of her name right now. Tornado. Yeah, with tornado. I think they were going for a lolly look. Like it's a lolly look, but it's not really good lolly look because she's still. You could tell she's an adult, but also, mm-hmm. but she is short and small. So. Yeah, I mean, I didn't feel. I mean, a lot of people said that they did. This was a little bit better because they said that a lot of times they don't. Um, they'll show like characters in lolly form, but it feels kind of cre- creepy. I, maybe it's the school setting, and I can yeah. understand that. But um, this time they show her as an adult. They dress her as an adult. Yeah, and you can see like okay, maybe she just like a like a, a little person or something like that. Like she she has power, but she doesn't have the height and the and the obviously the body that her younger sister has. Yeah, so that was maybe kind of like the genetic sacrifice she had that she made for stronger power. She sacrificed the beauty that her sister. I mean, she's pretty, but at the same token, she her sister has a little bit more assets. Feminine. Yeah, I got you. I, I, know, I know what you were going with that. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, what else? Um, what else? Um, what else did you see in the anime that stuck out to you as far as this episode? Because a lot of S class um, heroes made an appearance, particularly the number one S class here, the number one hero S class hero. I, I believe he was. He didn't. He wasn't mentioned though. I don't think. I don't remember. I had to see. I think. That, matter of fact, matter of fact, I think you're right. I think I'm. Well, no, no, you're right. I think he was little, little, um, mentioned a little bit. I'm thinking about the manga. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking about the manga. It's all right. Um, <laughs> but I did. But, um, I do know that the first, the number one S class would not come out until like the world is in peril. Like pretty much. That's how powerful he is. That he don't need to come out. Pretty much. That's what I've been hearing. And also that yeah. it could be for like one punch man final, like one of the big battles of his, him and Saitama might be duking it out because he's number one. Obviously he's the most powerfulest one. So they're, you know, we gotta find out because you know, you got the top three is Doc Yang, I think it is. Is it Yang or Bang? The old guy. You got Tornado, yeah, and then you got Bash is the number one name, but I can't remember. But nobody's seen how he looks either. So we don't know what type of person he is or creature or whatever. Um, there was a villain that particularly stuck out to me, and that was the one uh, monster that was using her whip to control uh, Fukubi's soldiers. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, and you could see the willpower that was drawn, that she was, the confidence that she was building from battling this woman because Fukubi depended mostly on her henchmen and that's what made her weak Mm -hmm. um because she was not training on her powers she was not using she just wanted strong people to surround her 
And instead of using those strong people to make herself stronger by training, using their strength and all that, no, she just used them as kind of like these pawns in in a chess game. And, you know, she confesses that, you know, she used these men because she said if she had more people around her, maybe she'll be able to equal, be equal to her older sister which she wouldn't be because even her sister doesn't need a lot of people. She has the power and the talent or to defend and take down anybody that stands in her way. Yeah, We saw that in the last, uh, last season when she by herself destroyed that spaceship in the final battle. We know Satama defeated the, the, the space Lord himself, but we all, the credit's going to go to her because they didn't see him do it so naturally so but like also her sister um tornado younger sister she has the potential to easily be a a a a, um a a rank hunter if not an s rank a low tier s rank she has the potential she got the skills you can see it there you know so we'll see as the well i'm not i haven't read the the manga, I'm I'm just an anime watcher at the moment, but mm-hmm. now that I'm watching it more and more, I'm about to just go ahead and do it because I can't wait. But yeah, but hopefully we see the potential of her becoming a lot more powerful than what she is right now. I understand she like being the number one B rank, but if you could be A rank, even the top five A rank is better than a number one B rank. Just saying. Yeah, definitely. So, overall, do you like? Did you like this episode? Was it entertaining? Oh was yeah, it, definitely from start to know. finish. What character stood out to you the most in this episode? Mm. It would have to be uh, the I can't remember the name. The one that was fighting Saitama. You um, have oh, so you were saying uh, what was his name? Suryu. Yeah, Suryu. Yeah, he definitely stood out to me the most. I'm like, man, if this man was actually a hero, he would easily be in the top 10 of S-Class. Yeah, I mean, his strength is second to none, mm-hmm. and he shows that he's nobody to mess with, but as you can see, in that battle, Sa- Satama showed him what true power was. And you can see in that end of the match, he was very shocked that he lost, mm-hmm. even though people were saying, oh, he won! He didn't feel like a winner. No, nah, he knew he, he, he knew good good and well he lost that one. Anybody who um had faced Satsuma and then like cause to the crowd, it looked like you know he was giving Satsuma the work. But in actuality, he know good and well he didn't do nothing to Satsuma. Satsuma was just like worrying about the hair. That's when you know you're about to lose. When somebody's worrying about losing a piece of hair, look, just go ahead and forfeit the um fight because clearly. He's not worrying about you. Mm-mm. Um, for me, it's going to be Atomic Samurai because he stepped up to the plate and showed the power and and the talent that he has with that dang on sword. I mean, I've, that man showed a lot of talent, and there's a reason why he has that S S class rank. He's not just a guy with a sword. He cut a lot of people and cut them in pieces, even. 
Um, and 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 I, I encourage you to read the manga because there's some other stuff that goes along mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, Sonic makes an appearance, not the Hedgehog. Um, oh, I, hey, Sonic is one of my favorite characters. Super Sonic, think, <laughs> whatever you call him. Yeah, Sonic the Ninja. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that he, you know, now he's probably going to come back for Satama because you know Satama is his mortal rival. He must defeat him. He just needs to and, go ahead and just be a good guy. Just come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think some of the I think what's going to happen is some of the villains are going to turn over a new leaf and they're you know and they're going to want to protect something or we might see a villain go completely in, in in another dark realm. So with that being said, I I know a lot of what happened so I'm not going to uh, spill it for you. Nah. But they might do something different. <laughs> right. and, and they might do something different for the anime so I can't say for sure yeah. what I know might be accurate. But as far as the manga, I've read it really far ahead and I know some things, man. So, <laughs> but um, before you even do it, what chapters should I go ahead and read if I want to, you know, be caught up? Um, um, I have to actually look these up because most of the uh, information's on my phone. Right, I got um, you. <laughs> but um, if you guys give me a second, I'll, um, actually, it should be the chapter that is titled S S class, okay. believe it or not. Oh you know, okay. um yeah the manga is you can read it on manga rock and it is a legal site on Google Play and on and um on iOS. That's so the one I one use those, I use that. Yeah it's not one of those it's not one of those crazy you gotta click this, you gotta click that and then you gotta put the code in. No, it's it's actually approved by Google. So you know, you can download it on the uh, download it for your phone. I'll leave the description, and you can also go on their website, and they have an alternative app version of the app where you can read all the nudie stuff. You know, because Google Play kind of mocks you from that. So, if that's something that you want to, you know, you don't want Google telling you what to read, then you can go ahead and just get the. I believe it's the decisive version of it, and. Uh, it shouldn't take too much on your phone and just make sure you um you know you agree to let that app download on your phone yeah just be careful what you download guys there's a lot of people and a lot of hackers looking for any reason to put any type of malware you know um, download at your own risk but and also be careful what you're downloading but um, i'll leave that in the description um in this particular uh, episode so we're going to take a short break all right and we're going to come right back um, and we're going to be doing the Shield Hero. Right. A lot of stuff happened, and the manga is completely different from what the events in that anime happened. So stay tuned. All right. Monster Hello. Reborn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that card. Everybody, <laughs> welcome back. Um, we're going to get into the Shield Hero recap. And boy, oh boy, oh boy. Again, I, I, I know a lot of what happens. I'm very far ahead in the manga, but this is completely different from the anime almost. I mean... It, from the manga too? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of things that in this particular episode uh, that 
I don't think really happened in the manga. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, just really wondering why the um, there is a lot of a lot of um, new things they added. <laughs> uh, so let's just get on with the story here. Yeah. Um, so Queen Mirella Mer- Marilella. I about to say, just call her the queen. <laughs> the, yeah. the queen is at her royal camp and she is determined to get the Pope back for all the treacherous actions he has done to her kingdom. Um, he has a replica spear that can a weapon that can change into the sword, bow, and spear, but not the shield, because the shield is considered the devil's weapon. So she is sitting there literally armoring up, hoping that Nafumi and Melty can um, stay stay alive alive just a little bit longer, that she can get there in time. Meanwhile, the legendary heroes uh, continue their attack against the Pope, Ren and Itsuki attack with Thunderbolt Slash and Thunderbolt Shot, respectively, against to no avail. Fumi orders Ralph Talia and Philo to perform teamwork against the Pope, who is healed via Swahili Heal by his uh, devotees. So in this first uh, first um, segment, we see you know two different sides of the bargain here. We saw we see someone getting ready for war and someone who was in war and mm-hmm. this single person the pope um celebrating the church of the three heroes the sh- uh the spear the bow and the sword um this type cult like um um cult like uh group was not celebrating the three original heroes uh, which is Itsuki um What's this? Uh, I'm surprised you know that. I just call them uh, spare, um, arrow, and sword. That's all I call them. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, my memory's coming back. Um, so Itsuki, Ren, and Maruhasu. Um, okay, the shield, uh, Maruhasu being the spear hero, Ren being the sword uh, hero, and Itsuki being the bow hero. They were not celebrating them, but celebrating the weapon that the Pope had. Um, making him the ultimate being, but he was missing the shield. If he had a replica shield, he probably would have been a little bit more harder to beat. But um, so far, we see them trying desperately to, to defend themselves. And I actually like the teamwork that is being uh, that was being displayed in this particular scene. Um, so, what did you think about this um, short but sweet scene in both perspectives? Long time coming. I, I, I was about to say, like, if they all worked together from the very beginning, then again, we probably wouldn't be having this type of topic. But overall, I like the signing see the teamwork, you know, as the show go on, I, I, like, as, as well with this one, I'm not really a manga reader on this one. Which obviously, I keep on making the mistake of not doing that. Clearly, when will I learn, right? Yeah, um, but as the show go on, I hope that you get to see more of them teamwork and so. Uh, I do have one question, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you can inform me. I don't care if it is a slight spoiler a little bit, but why is the queen not in the cat kingdom? Because I think, isn't the queen technically the most powerfulest one over the king? 
I can't tell you that. You're gonna have to watch the next episode to find out. Oh, but uh, but (laughs) can't tell you that part. But I can tell you that she is been investigating the Church of the Three Heroes for quite some time now. She actually has been trying to find more information to avoid this from happening, but unfortunately, she was a little too late. So. Now that um, Ren and Itsuki were able to find all that information, they not only were able to find out some of the negative causes that were that were affecting the kingdom, but also maybe some of the things that they believed about the Shield Hero were kind of wrong. Kind of wrong. Everything was wrong about (laughs) them. Well, yeah, definitely was wrong. Um, Melty, uh, not Melty. Malty did a very, very bad job in lying. There was no reason for her to lie, and this will definitely come back to bite her um, very, very sooner than you think. Um, but uh, let's get on with the recap here. So Nafumi um, and Motohasu charge uh, aboard Philo towards the Pope, while Melty and Malti repel the enemy's ranged attacks. Nafumi asks Motohasu to attack him once they get near the target which produces a burst of flame from the shield morphed into the rave shield the pope easily dispels his flame saying that the curse is curse are useless again inside cathedral now this particular part is a little bit different from the manga now he okay. used the same strategy but instead they used hollow ground which means that it was a type of spell that allowed him to block any type of impure attacks. There was no dome surrounding that place. There was just his followers behind him, and that was it. So that's a bit different. I do like the creativity, though. It it doesn't anger me at all that they changed it. Um, I I like the fact that they went with the the cathedral thing because it makes a little bit more sense and it's actually yeah. pretty smart because it protects the devotees from attacks. You know, because in the manga, everybody was just getting messed up. It was just like, you know, they were just throwing all these different kinds of spells and all the devotees were just getting hit with them. And it, it was like, I was like, oh, this isn't smart. But that made a bit more sense, was a bit more cleaner. And I, yeah. I, don't, I don't mind that being there. I don't so, mind it either. Uh, I mean, it's from the, from the sounds of it. I think whenever that happened, when they do change stuff from the original, right? And I think they just came up with the idea, like instead of doing this, how about we add this and stuff like that. So I, I think from what you said, it sounds like it's uh, the change was for the better. Yeah, I mean there are some people who don't like it, but we can get into that in a minute. Okay. Um, Bolimus fires a wind. The Pope fires a wind-based attack, a wind-based shot against the heroes, and tells his bishop to invoke more prayers so that he can use more energy in order to make use the cathedral to its full potential. The bishop mm-hmm. says that the devotees are doing as much as they possibly can, but they're running out of manta. If he continues to make them pray, they'll die. And the Pope says, I don't care. Dying as martyrs of a holy battle against the shield healer is the greatest honor for a disciple of the church. The parties are disgusted at the Pope for other lacks for their for his other lack of sympathy because this is supposed to be his followers here, but he shows that he has no sympathy. So this shows to me, and this is just a logical 
um, guess. He's a psychopath because psychopaths, there's a difference with, with um, a lot of people say that, oh, well, psychopaths are antisocial. They don't have friends. No, there's a difference between antisocial and asocial. Antisocial behavior is a person who afflicts pain and does not care about the well-being of another person. So that's what the Pope is. Asocial is where you talk about your people that are don't have friends, very lonely. So they're yeah. not a psychopath. They're just asocial people are more just, you know, give them a couple friends, they'll be okay. Antisocial people just don't care. That's the anti part of it. So the Pope is an antisocial person. He don't care about nobody, regardless if he has friends or not. He will do what is necessary or what he sees fit to reach his goal. Um, so what do you think about that? He is willing to risk uh, his followers' lives for the sake of becoming this new god of this new world. Uh, one, false prophet alert. Two, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it just show how much this dude – I mean, from the get-go when I first saw the Pope, I – Anytime an anime show any type of religious leader, I automatically assume they're corrupted. So I just didn't trust him. And when he said the things he said, I'm not surprised. I was not surprised. I'm like, hey, look, I just don't trust anime in church. It's just those two, like, nine times out of ten, it's going to show somebody's being corrupt. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's for sure. So, um, so, um, Melty notes that if the light manta reaches the top of the cathedral, something terrible will happen. Motohasu asks Nafumi if his shield can't handle the attack, though the other heroes aren't still making better use of their own weapons. Suddenly, the raft shield's dark influence starts to affect Nafumi, remembering uh, Fedora's advice of not using it anymore. Mm -hmm. It's a risky gamble, but Nafumi activates the raft shield nonetheless the zombie dragon tries to consume nafumi but the hero resists bravely painful images of all the injustice and humiliation nafumi has been facing since his arrival start to come forward as the dragon keeps tempting nafumi the shield hero finally gives in to his hatred being enveloped by the dragon's vengeful cursed flame much Mm -hmm. to the horror of everyone now before we go on and i let you comment in the manga it is that much more deeper because there is literally him saying, um, I think he said uh, like a sort of like a small poem or something like that. It's like to all the people who know, like to all the people who shame me, to all the people who hurt me, you shall know my wrath or you shall know my anger. And then he says, grow up. And as you turn the page, you can see him, you can see him cry out in pain like in serious absolute pain because the shield is literally turning him into a demon Yeah. at that point. Um, people, if you haven't read the manga for this particular battle, that cursed shield in the manga states that if he uses that shield in this particular state, he becomes a demon. He becomes a wrathful demon. And this is a funny thing because the seven deadly sins has something to do with this. Nafumi's shield is the wrath shield, meaning he has the sin of wrath. So could it be that maybe he might have the virtue that combats wrath if he 
maybe goes away from evil and goes to the heavenly side. Who's to know? But that's what one of the um, sources confirmed that this was the wrath shield is based upon the deadly sin of wrath. And, you know, so um, with that being said, um, there was a, there was a part that he repeatedly said, repeatedly said in this uh, mindscape, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. And it was just multiple voices of himself saying that he didn't um, take advantage of um, multi. And it, you can just see the, you can just see him mentally just losing it. And he said, as he said in the anime, destroy everything. And the dragon was happy to hear that he was ready to go. Um, so what do you think, man? I mean, shoot. At that point, I was like, man. I, well, after what you just told me, I, I have a different thought. But originally, I'm like, man, okay. I understand he, he's not technically supposed to use that mode being that it would take control over him and it's, it will do more damage. And so, and I kind of now wish they would add on the more parts of the manga into the show for that scene because I think it would be a lot more serious than what it was. It was serious, but it wasn't like, you know, how how you just read it serious. So it was, overall though, I, I like that, the fact, and now I have a better understanding why they call the shield the demon a demon shield or I forgot what is it demon the devil of the shield devil of the shield because of what the shield can do to its owner so it all makes a complete sense to me so and and to add to this scene when he was in the mindscape there was also part of this part of this trip mind trip where he saw all these faces of people and they were just creepily smiling in a demon in a demonic way where he saw them all as nothing more than a problem now um in the in the manga he you can see that this man is in pain melty is scared out of her life um at this point she's never seen nothing like this before um you know um the heroes are kind of scared they're like what the is going on what is that power that shield is creepy what is going on mm-hmm. and um Raftalia's right like trying to hold on to him because she has been the power of light and darkness remember when she visited the witch um she said that she had the power of light and darkness so she can pull nafumi out of that scape if she wanted to yeah. or if she was strong enough um so yeah, it, it, it's that particular scene, and this particular scene is one of my favorites because it shows how deep his hatred is, and how yeah. this affected him as a person. But um, we're going to move along to the more positive part of this. <laughs> um, a hate, hate-driven Nafumi vows to burn everything down, and mm-hmm. keep in mind he's on fire right now, literal fire. So this is his entire suit is in that black armored demonic suit, and he's on fire. Wish I did walking. like armored um, suit, so I ain't gonna lie. But go ahead. Yeah, that is that is a good sign. It's so good. Um, but um, Raptalia, Philo, and Melty make him remember his past good deeds and the depths of their relationships, vowing to stand by him and manage to snap him out of the dragon's dark influence. 
Along with his own party, Nafumi pleads to help from the other heroes, as much to their surprise, and much to my surprise. <laughs> my surprise, too. <laughs> Nafumi manages to block the Pope's most powerful attack and scolds the Pope for draining the holy manna from his devoted without considering without any consideration for them. They are all charged with multiple attacks and crucial moment. Raftalia to scratch the Pope so the Ren can strike with a stealthy meteor sword blow, effectively slashing the target. Multi powers up Motorasu, who is unhappy for obeying the Fumi's orders. Dude, just do what he tells you to do. And who who attacks with an airstrike javelin, piercing through the Pope's defenses and striking him as well. Nafumi charges with Philo. The Pope launches a phoenix blade and attack and intent, intending to cleanse them, but the newly created Wrath Flame techniques absorbs and throws the phoenix blade back. Motohasu fires a chaos spear, but the Pope um, but the Pope's state of emptiness deflects the deflects it back and advanced skill from the legendary spear. Ren strikes physically, but is repelled too. The Pope's weapon transforms into the legendary bow, which he fires a golden arrow to the cathedral ceiling, causing golden arrows to rain down on the battlefield. These arrows are just illusions, but the Pope prepares to fire real ones, intending to terminate them all for once and for all. So, this has nothing to do with the manga. <laughs> um, no. That particular whole thing where they work together and all that, no. It was completely different from the manga. Um, it was more like a fluff than that they had. Yeah. Now, he did use the bow, but he didn't shoot like multiple arrows. Um, he he did, you know, try to... He actually, in the manga, used one of those big beam blasts again. Mm-hmm. And as we've seen in the um, the the episode before last, where he shot down this big beam of of power, and um, after Nafumi snapped out of his demonic takeover, um, he told Philo to pull him up and quickly, and he blocked the uh, attack with his shield, frustrating the Pope because the Pope didn't know what he could possibly do to defeat this devil of the shield, yeah. you know. So, what do you think, man? Um, now that I know that all that happened, is, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I I really don't know what to think of it. I just want more. That's all I know. I want. It's just more. Like ever since I started watching the Shield Hero, I've been glued to it and been wanting more and more of it because this show is really amazing. Even though some people say the storytelling has to kind of slow down a little bit, they said. But I don't think so to me. I think it still get me engaged. Like I really don't like the Pope, so I really want them to go ahead and do what they got to do to defeat this Pope. And then I really want them to. Uh, well, I want to see like this final wave because you know there's a lot of more questions that I got with this series and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I'm just trying to see how much stronger can Nafumi get and him and his team get because I know technically he never. Um, class up his his two um, teammates. I don't think he can class up the princess. I think the princess is just somebody just tagging along. But there's a lot. There's a lot more that I want to see. So I'm just ready for this part to be over. <laughs> oh, if only I could tell you. <laughs> hey, look. 
but I can't. You have to wait. Or you can just read the manga, but still, you have to wait. More you reading. Gonna... Oh, no, I'm joking. You're gonna have... You don't know what they're going to have to You're... You don't know what they're going to do with the anime version of it. Yeah, you're right. But, um, I'm definitely going to have to uh, just read the manga. But, um,. As far as these, this particular scene, also he does, the Pope copies himself. He uses the uh, followers, and through their magic, they become the Pope or a copy of him. So when they attack one of the copies, thinking they defeated him, it's just a regular soldier who has, you know, dedicated himself to the cause. Mm-hmm. So um, they are pretty much, you know add up back to square one again so this is where we'll continue because one of our a very critical character comes into play here the queen arrives at the nick of time casting a drift a dreet fall icicle prison to trap the pope and nullify the cathedral nafumi once again activates the wrath shield says some really dark emo line and uses the new spell blood sacrifice yeah which is a mechanical serpent that has a mouth and a mouth inside of its mouth and the pope was trying to use the spear to um to um to try to block it but i'll get into that as i read along as much and much to his party's horror, he starts bleeding profusely, the blood seeping on the ground. The Pope turns the bow back to the spear hero, but from the ground sprouts a huge skeleton serpent strong enough, strongly resembling the zombie dragon, who massive mouse crushes the Pope's golden weapon and traps him between its jaws, ultimately devouring him. The cathedral dispels completely as the queen orders the shocked devotees to the surrender. Nafumi passes out, gravely wounded, and have lost so much blood, much to his party's despair and sadness. But the queen promises to heal him and save his life. She finally presents herself formally as the queen of Melamark to barely alive Nafumi and his companions. Now, in this particular scene, everything as far as blood sacrifice to that point is absolutely correct. Okay. Uh, the queen uses her ice, uh, icicle prison and nullifies his all his attacks at the moment because he can't move. Um, blood sacrifice is used, and the Pope's, not only the Pope's um, weapon, but himself is destroyed in the contraption. And, however, the, you know, Nafumi is, you know, glad that he was able to, you know, help defeat the Pope, and that's two in a row for Nafumi right now, as far as big wins. But um, now Nafumi realizes, you know, oh my god, I'm falling. Because in the manga, he's falling backwards, and you can see the blood start to come out of him. Loss of blood. So blood sacrifice not just means needs a blood sacrifice. It needs you to give your blood in order to do what it needs to be done. So he's falling out, passing out, and you know, Philo, Raftalia, and uh, Melty are all, of course, they're, you know, scared. They're, you know, this guy that they've been with for so long is about to die in front of them. And the queen tells the um, the medical team in the, in the manga to 
um, go heal the shield hero, and that's a royal decree. So I'll end it there like because it. the end of the episode ends it there. So being that in this particular one, she doesn't talk to him. She says it's a royal decree that they must um, heal him. And when monarchs say it's a royal decree, there is no if, ends, or buts about it. Yep. Either you save him or you die. Pretty much. Either. It's the law. Yeah. <laughs> so it's either they die or he lives and he and they live. So yeah. So that's it. That's the uh synop uh the whole entire episode. What do you think, man? It's the last part of it. Last part of it was definitely definitely was now it just it just leaves you wanting more, like I said earlier. You just want more. Uh it's like okay, the queen finally showed you wanna see like how long because I'm I don't know if they're gonna do like a little time skip or whatever. But I want to see like what's going to happen uh, to Nafumi, and so even though we know he's going to live and everything like that, but you want to know like what's next? Are you next. sure about that? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. I mean, if he dies, that's that'd be some crazy ass stuff, man. I'll be. You have be, to see. You know what? Bump it. I'm reading reading the manga. I can't. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna wait. <laughs> I, I can't tell you. I'll leave the link for uh, the Shield Heroes manga in the description for Manga Rock. Um, if you just can't wait like uh, Anime Nerd can't, because I can't tell you anything, guys. I wish I could. I mean, I've been reading this for a pretty long while. So but before this anime was announced, so it was kind of like, oh, I can't tell you guys anything. I got, you got to wait. You got to wait and see. So... Um, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll hopefully next week we'll see what happens to Nafumi, what they'll do, um, and what they what is in store for the crew. So overall, about this episode, who do you think was your was your standout character for this particular episode, of the Shield Hero? Oh, obviously he's going to be the Shield Hero. Come on, he got he pretty much went Naruto mode. Technically, ain't Naruto mode, but look, anytime you go demon mode. He's gonna automatically be compared to Naruto, <laughs> but I mean, he's the one that went through the most. I don't, I can't say the Pope because I don't like the Pope. I just really can't. I don't like the Pope. I mean, so my standout character will be the main character for today. Standout characters in Nafumi. Now, in my heart of hearts, I want to say Nafumi, but the girls are the standout for me because okay. they well, are able to bring him out of that of that void um and it shows that um multi is not much of a person because it shows that um these girls obviously care for this man if not are infatuated with him if not in love with him um this this man i mean it could be another goblin slayer turned into a harem type thing but i wouldn't care because he earned it but you know not saying that he, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know, I know exactly uh, what you mean. It's not going to turn into that, but, I, <laughs> but I yeah, know, but I know. Exactly. Yeah, 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 I got you. <laughs> yeah, because I know a lot of you, you know, the keyboard warriors, like, oh, you, no, I didn't mean it that way. Yeah. But um, I do believe that Nafumi will, um, I I do believe that Nafumi will be fine, um. I don't. I I 
I don't know. I can't tell you anything. <laughs> but um, you uh, we know you. We we know he's all right. You ain't gotta say. It. I I got you. If you can see what I'm doing, I'm giving you a wink face. I got you. <laughs> we'll see. But um, yeah. So far, there's 23 episodes, I believe, or 25. So we're still getting close to the end of the season here. So I think they did a good job. I think they should take a year off and then come back next year. A um, year off? No, I can't wait that long. Give them six months. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll see how that works because there are other animes. I mean, I had to wait for a year for my talk on high school TD because Jamie had to open her doggone mouth about things oh, that Lord. did not concern her. And she might but, not be there any longer. <laughs> but Shield Hero. Let's focus on Shield Hero. So, um, <laughs> That's a who do you th- yeah. Do you think that the other heroes have sort of redeemed themselves after all the crap they've uh, done? Out of everyone, Maybe. I guess I, I could say the, the sword and the bow hero hasn't really truly uh, Give, given the shield hero too much shit compared to the the spear hero, he got to do a lot more than able for me to say that he redeemed himself. Now, I didn't say that the shield hero should automatically forgive those two and those two still um, the bow and the sh- the bow and the sword still have a little bit more to prove, but the one I still think needs to do a lot more redemption is the spear because. All this mess deal with his party. It all goes back to the spare hero and his party member. Well, I've read the, everything I should have told you before. I'll say this. Karma is coming to the spare hero. I believe it. But I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I, I can live with that. As long as I know, you and, know. And you're not going to find it in the manga. You're going to have to read the light novel for that one. Oh, God dang it. You know what? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm retiring. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't tell you things. It would ruin it. But, um, yeah, I think this episode really showed the hatred that Nafumi has. And I think that's a problem. You know, he needs to let that go. Really? Because do. if, yeah, it's time to move on. You know, it's time. We all know you got hurt. We all were pretty much uh, ready to destroy this woman <laughs> the internet was ready to destroy this woman it was like episode one. Oh, you're dead <laughs> you're gone multi was pretty much done i really I don't mean, like there, multi man i can't stand it believe, believe it or not she only has maybe like four fans that's about it are you talking about in real life well as far as the character yes oh the voice actor, I think she's very good. Oh, no, no, man, man. Yeah, yeah. Good. I mean, I'm talking about for the character. <laughs> the character itself, four fans. That's it. Who are these four people? What make you like it? You know, let me know. This is your podcast. I mean, it could have I'm changed as far as I checked. <laughs> as far as I checked from um, from my anime list, uh-huh. um, there was only four fans, four fans <laughs> that liked her. So I was like, I was asking the same question. Who in the guy? Are these these fifteen year olds? I, I hate to say it, but are these you know activists? What what is this? You know, like it's the man. Oh boy! But um, overall, I think this. I think that this episode was good. It did. I mean, 
yeah, people were going to complain about the changes, but I didn't think they were that significant to the point where it made it a bad anime. I, we've we've had some in some bad anime adaptations, and this one wasn't was very nice. It was a nice little thing to see them work together. So overall, I'm impressed. But um, I think that's it. I think that's it for the Shield Hero. I know anime nerd wants to not, you know, he, he wants he doesn't want to see it go, but. Uh-uh. He's going to have a lot of um, reading to do if he wants to know what happens next. Clearly, uh, some work has <laughs> to be done. And that goes for all the rest of you. I'll actually leave the, li- um, the light novel for you guys. You know, you guys want to see what happens next. And that's the detailed, detailed stuff. That's where, like I mentioned, the spirit hero gets some karma. You'll know what that karma is. And you'll kind of have an understanding of what's going to happen next. So we're going to get into our final segment. And next up, we're going to have um, the creator of Dragon Ball, the Dragon Ball series, giving his comments about the failure of Dragon Ball Evolution. Uh, this is going to be good. <laughs> tuned. All righty, let's get it going. Oh, I know you're excited about this part. So the the this article can be found on Anime News Network. Again, I understand to some big fan uh, stand with thick people. Anime News Network is not the best person right now, but Sadly, not, it's the only source of news that we have. Yeah, right now, and besides Manga Tokyo and and Tokyo Otaku and Kotaku, um, which I think everybody can say is pretty worse. Um, um yeah, yeah they they have the story and they have the information so unfortunately yeah um now i did want to make a correction um it's an actual former dragon ball editor not the creator um so it's uh torishima kazuko torishima uh, is going to be commenting on the dragon ball evolution movie so this article goes um Something like this. Uh, Kurushu Kurosaku Torishima is the representative director of the Hakususha Publishing Company. Before that, however, he worked at a Shushisha and he was uh, Akira Toriyama's editor during the, the Slump series, Dr. Slump series, and the first half of Dragon Ball. On April 23rd, he held a lecture in Bonaka. Gukin University in Tokyo, where he answered questions from the audience. One of the questions that came up was about the live effect action Hollywood film Dragon Ball Evolution, which released in 2009. Torishima was asked, what did you think of the Dragon Ball Evolution movie? Now, before I read his response, what do you think he might say? <laughs> By Suda. No, let me say. Uh, I'll, you know... Hopefully he says trash because I'm not giving them no props. That movie was terrible. And every time we talk about this movie, I feel myself getting heated. So just go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Torishima responded, it was my biggest failure in regards to screen adaptation. He said that after the film's failure, he spoke with lawyers familiar with screen adaptations and came to the conclusion that Sushua would have had to pay money to have said how the material was handled. According to what he heard, the right 
to veto was 5 billion yen, or in U.S. currency, that would be $45 million. To veto it? Yeah. I don't know. He should have just vetoed it, though. <laughs> However, Toroshima went on. This figure would have been 60-70 of Shuasa's yearly profit at the time, so they were not prepared to pay that sum. Okay. Knowing what what I know of now of Hollywood, I would have never... I would have said, pay the five billion. Billion. I would have. But they said, oh, well, I mean, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, billion yen. I'm sorry. I'm thinking. Yeah, you were thinking, you were thinking, you were thinking in, in U.S. currency. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the, the, I would have probably paid the five billion myself. Yeah. It's, you and can't now, do that. Now they have this big blemish. And we, well, we all agree it is in Dragon Ball Z, but like, Later on in history, and kids later on probably won't know about Dragon Ball Z. Who knows if how long it will last? Um, they're going to see this big old blemish called Dragon Ball Evolution and how terrible it is. All right. Um, in exchange, he, he said he wanted the rights in Asia and make sure that they got a return on the money. I would have negotiated and got the veto rights, he said. So that's the last of his comments. Other talkers came up, in, including print on the magazines and the manga and the difficulties of exposure to a new artist in the age of a digital manga and webtoons and the necessity of media mixed in the order to sell manga in today's world. So overall, I think that that was a very, very, um, very real answer and before you answer i do want to add a couple more notes that they have dragon ball evolution opened in u.s in april 29 2019 2009 i'm just seeing i'm seeing the number 19 it's just you know my brain yeah, got you. um hold it holds a 15 percent score on rotten tomatoes 15 percent Wow. That's a lot higher than I thought. Akira Toriyama himself expressed dissatisfaction. So technically I was right. He didn't like the film. It was just this article had a different person. Um, he and Ben Ramsey, an African-American man, apologized to the fans in 2006. That I did a um, recording on that. Mm-hmm. That has been deleted recently. But yes, he... Um, Ben Ben Ramsey was an African American man who was um, the director and head uh, honcho of the Dragon Ball Evolution movie. Oh he, no, Lord! He he apologized about his you know lack of knowledge of the of the manga and you know it, it just ended up being one of the worst. It, it it just sent the the American Hollywood industry into knowing that they cannot do. Japanese anime, like live action, they just can't. No, yeah, can't. he he. Oh my goodness! First of all, if you didn't know the knowledge of the source, why did you touch it? Like why? Like I'm pretty sure you're supposed to do your research before you even go into something like that. I I'm sorry, uh, man. If I sound like I'm about to ramble, but that blows my mind that he even went there. 
knowing that he don't know nothing about it and wanted to add his own spin to it. Like, did he really think we were just going to be so happy to see a movie? Like, he don't know. The anime community, we could be relentless. Relentless, I mean. And uh, when we get that movie, you, you know how it can easily go. They will attack, attack, attack. Now, luckily, the movie happened around the age of when social media was kind of in its infancy stage. So he didn't get the full blunt of it. But can you imagine if that would have released now? Right. The whole, the backlash, the the memes. This dude will pretty much delete his whole Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter because of us. Not saying it's good that what we're doing. I'm just saying that it was a good thing the movie released when it did. That's all I'm going to say. But that's it. So you go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So these are the comments that uh, Akira said. Okay. Dragon Ball, inside me, Dragon Ball became a thing of the past. But later I got upset at the live action film, revised the script for the anime film, and complained about the quality of the TV anime. I guess at some point it became a work that I like so much that I can't leave it alone. These comments were generally interpreted as swipes at the poorly received Dragon Ball Evolution and the recent series Dragon Ball Super, which suffered from animation errors. Uh, dang, they really have a problem with Dragon Ball Super? A lot of um, the fact that Vegeta had two left hands. Uh, damn, I didn't realize that. I was just too caught up in the, the fighting. <laughs> Yeah, and not to mention some of the things they're dealing with now with Vic. This, you know, um, no, they've also said. Poor bro. They've also said. They've also said with um Vic, they're also very disappointed in that, and they're embarrassed by that scandal. Um, that that's not in their mind. They are very embarrassed that the Americans handled Vic in that way. Um, I know that they're very. They thought that the Americans did a horrible job with this investigation, and they are trying to make the best out of it for their franchise. Yeah, because if, if you think about it, the way they handled it, they did it all. I mean, it could have been handled a lot better than what how it is. They had no real facts or evidence, and it's just one big mess, and I feel bad for Akira, because his name is on that project. When you hear Broly active, y'all might think Dragon Ball Z. You're gonna think y'all don't he didn't deserve that. Yeah. But that's another that's something that you can talk about on your thing. Yeah. Oh, you you best believe me and you will have a discussion, my friend. <laughs> you will so have a discussion. I wanted to quickly talk about um 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 Ben Ramsey, the guy who um, who did his uh, apology? And this is his comments um, to Paula from Anime News Network about his bad, bad, bad live-action interpretation. <laughs> I knew that it would eventually come down to this one day. Dragon Ball Evolution marked a very well pain, very a very painful creative point in my life to have something with my name on it as a writer to be so globally revolved is gut-wrenching to receive hate mail from all over the world is heartbreaking 
I spent so many years trying to deflect the blame, but in the end of the day, it all comes down to the written word on the page. Take full responsibility for what for what was such a disappointment to so many fans. I did the best I could, but in the end of the day, I dropped the Dragon Ball. Yeah, that was not a good joke, bro. Uh, I went to the. He tried to make a joke. I, I went into the project chasing after a big payday, not as a fan of the franchise, but as a businessman. There's the problem. Taking on an assignment. I have learned that when you go into creative endeavors without passion, you come out with suboptimal results, sometimes flat out garbage. So I'm not blaming anyone for Dragon Ball, but myself. As a fanboy of another series, I knew what it was like to have something you love anticipate it be so disappointing. To all the Dragon Ball fans out there, I seriously apologize and hope I can make it up to you by creating something really cool and entertaining that you will like. And that is something I'm passionate about. That is the only work I do now. So that was his apology. I will leave all the links to uh, Akira's reaction and his apology in the in the description. What do you think, man? Time will heal all wounds. So, maybe he will create a, a bomb movie, but now that I know that he created Dragon Ball Z, yeah, um, you gotta have to give me some time, bro. I know it's been like over 10 years, but they never say how fast time heal wounds, so. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, Mr. Ramsey has, I, I actually didn't know he was getting hate mail. Um, I don't condone that. Um, I yeah, don't definitely. like when people get hate mail. Um, I don't want any of you guys out there doing that. You don't need to send hate mail to anybody. Yeah. You know, don't do that. That's not only making us look bad, but also the entire anime community look bad. You don't want that type of negativity. You have a lot of religious and news um, companies loving to trash on anime and video game communities. Any for, second they can get. You know, for being liking what they like. Uh, So you might want to be very careful what you say. Um, We don't want a repeat of the Darling and the Franks fiasco. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, this this is where he said that he went in as a businessman. That was the issue. You went in as a businessman. And not as a fan. and not as a fan, and many of us have been. I've been here, been that way, you know. In, the, in, a, in that three year span, and when I started this, you know, uh, I first did it on YouTube, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna make so much money. This is a great idea," and I failed. And you have to realize that it's not about the money. I know we all want to make money, and I know we all want to get out of poverty, and we all want to be that kid that said made it. But when you do something with passion it will show and people will see the creativity that you have. Um, So it's very important that anybody in the film industry that's listening or anybody who's thinking about making an anime or writing writing or drawing a manga or making a video game adaptation or whatever, do it because you have a passion for it. That should come first and always first. The money comes later. You know, sometimes you don't get any money at all. Because maybe this your manga or creation is not what the company is looking for. So 
make sure that you're doing what you're doing with passion and not with uh, dollar signs in your eyes like Mr. Ramsey unfortunately did. So, yeah, I mean, it's just um, he, 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 I'm curious to see what he's working on and what he'll, what he'll produce. Yeah, but I, um, I am too. Yeah, hopefully he can yeah, redeem himself. So, all right. Um, so that's it for us. Any final words, anime nerd? Any anything at all? Uh, as always, it's always a blast to be doing a podcast with you. You definitely bring a wealth of knowledge. You guys should definitely, definitely subscribe to him, uh, Anime Nation. They always, whenever he put in his work, he always do it a hundred and ten percent. You're nothing gonna get nothing but less, but you know, perfection from this guy. <laughs> so definitely go ahead and keep subscribing, liking him, and definitely tell a friend about him. Oh man, jeez. No, shucks. <laughs> uh, but um, I, well, I appreciate the compliment, and this is what the standard is. You know, it's easy for people to read articles and review things, but I think it's important to make sure that we know everything we possibly can, and we know all the secrets and the details, and know the difference between the manga and the anime, and that's why it's called Animanga Nation. It's mm-hmm. not called just Anime Nation, but um. Yes, definitely listen to Anime Nerd. He has a lot of good stuff as well, as well as the other Warlord anime, Anime Warlords of Anchor. You know, um, Kid Benji, um, uh, Savage Otoku, who has he's risen up in recent in recent months. The newcomer, <laughs> um, you know, he he's definitely gone. And uh, to all the other guys that are in our group, and you guys, that's kind awesome. Of, you know, Everybody, you know, I don't know who off. y'all are was awesome actually was on um actually was able to get on one of the top anime podcast list you know that's something if he can do it we can do it too so you know to see his creation that he just did on casually be put on a google search that's something else and he's about to do something big that i'm not gonna say because i don't want to jinx it so hopefully he gets it and yeah. uh, that's one for us all you know, he, he's going to do something that might break in, make him break uh, into the mainstream and give more opportunities, not just for us, but also all podcasters on this station. So, you know, root for what's awesome to get what he desires or what he deserves. And hopefully we'll see him, you know, in Hollywood, you know, on the red carpet, you know. And but, what's um, awesome, if you listen to this, cut us our check. You think this is free publicity? Yeah. It's not, bro. It yeah. really ain't. <laughs> we need that money now. <laughs> but um, I'm all good, brother. You know, but um, yeah. I mean, trust me, guys. We could sit here all night long and talk anime all, day, all night long. I mean, seriously, really we fair. have to tech. We have to literally remind ourselves not to because you guys know when you get into a conversation it's two o'clock in the morning you're like oh i, I need to go to sleep so and um, oh right before we go we definitely some other time going to discuss that little post that you uh shared at the group chat about urza um uh, and all of them and who will win or who's the strongest well we can share it right now there ahead. is a um now 
I'm doing a little bit of a little project. And what I'm doing is I'm taking some of the best characters in their respective disciplines. Now, this is going to be the four best swordswomen in anime, finding it out um, for your votes. Now, right now, you have, um, I believe it's Ezra, mm-hmm. Scarlet, um, Akame, um, uh, Saber, and you have that woman from... Um, okay. Yeah, her. Um, I couldn't remember her name um, from Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, now, surprisingly, um, yeah, go ahead. Armstrong, Armstrong. Um, yeah. She now Armstrong and Saber actually got some votes, but so far, thanks to the votes on Amino, um, Ezra is in the lead. Ezra is beating Akame and Saber. Let me tell you, I was very everybody, everybody knows the truth about Urza. Come on. My girl. But, you know, in all actuality, as much as I love Urza and I know how special Urza is, Kane could easily wipe the floor with all of them. If she's, cause due to her sword ability. That's that's all I got to say. Um, I'm very surprised that Kame is in second place with her one kill sword, but I think it's that's it. She needs to have that one hit. Yeah. Um, that's what limits her. Um, unless she goes in the demon mode, which you know, Saber, depending on which Saber you're talking about, um, this one's the Saber from um, Fate Stays Nights, I believe it is. Oh. Um, and so, you know, I don't know for sure. I mean, if so, if you I like want to support, but she she kind of a little OP for me. Well, not OP, but overrated. I don't think she's that talented. Sorry, Savage oh, Otaku. Oh, I know, oh, I know that's oh, your character. And oh, look, if you want to battle it out, you know where to hit my lineup. But oh, <laughs> <laughs> we definitely gonna have a time to listen here. Definitely. Shots fire. Hey, look, man. whenever you want to do a this anime podcast, let me know. <laughs> how to moderate that yeah. but um you know it's um this battle royale will be having we'll have 50 of these femme fatale battle royales and 50 of the um masculine um battle royales and it'll be 50 men 50 women 100 um anime characters which will be entered in a ultimate tournament to see who is the best of the best and they'll be mixed in all at once so there won't be a men's or a woman's it will be just everybody in all 100 of them mixed together and we'll see from 100 all the way down to one so your votes matter your your votes matter so please vote on for your favorite character if you want them to survive you want them to you know make the top 50 because the winner of this particular poll on amino will be added to added as the first female anime character in the female bracket or the female team so if you want Saber, or if you want Akame, Ezra, or Armstrong to win, vote on Amino. I'll leave the, a link to the post in the description. And with that being said, this is He-Man 493 from Anime Nation. And dang, it's 11.20 at night. So <laughs> I'll see you guys later. All right. Take it easy, man. All right. All right.